Bills make me wanna Shout. kick your heels. Welcome back, listeners, to another exciting episode of Bills and Beers, the Buffalo Bills podcast. Here from the Bills Packers of Chicago, Illinois, Sean McDermott's postseason record goes to 0-2 as the Bills drop another wild card game in Houston in overtime. Final score 22 to 19. There is so much to talk about tonight. I don't even know where to begin. I'm Lars. Joining me tonight, the lovely Miss Cassie Hutton is here. I'm here. And, I'm here. And fresh off the uh, the uh, airplane, arriving just in time for overtime, the president of the Bills backs of Chicago, Sujit, is with I've us. been gone two weeks. The rig is all fucking dented. I spilled beer on it twice. I just got out of fucking customs. They let my brown ass into the country again. That was a mistake. Uh, wait, what? The rig is dented? It's been sitting in the corner. I don't of know what b- the fuck happened. This whole left side's all fucked up, but it's working. Just like these bills. Oh, wait, that's right. Find us on uh, pretty much every podcasting platform. If you can't find us by now, how the <laughs> fuck you listening? That's what I want to know. But tell people about our podcast because we'll be back in some capacity, I promise. You want to hear this shit is what I have to say. I've got a lot of stuff. Oh, you're going to hear about it. You're going to hear all about it. I've got so much to, to share. With our listeners, and we're so grateful for you, and we're so grateful for this season, and we're so grateful to have played 17 games this year. Would have been nice to get this one. Let's not waste any more time and get right into it. Take the koozie off, girl. I gotta keep my beer cold. I gotta keep my beer cold. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Make me wanna. So the Bills squandered a 16-point lead. Uh, more specifically, the Bills failed to score enough points to win this game. I think it all comes down to that. We'll have a lot of lot of ways to break it down and vent about what this means and what this means to me personally. But it wasn't all ugly. It actually wasn't all ugly. The Bills were in control of that game for a, quite a while. Cass, we'll start with you. You're the bad blue MVP of today's contest. I was sitting here thinking, Lars, don't turn it over to me, don't turn it over to me. But then I was like, Devin Singletary. Yeah, it's it's yes. It's not even Holy close. Holy hell. That boy came to play. I don't even I so as you're looking at the, the statistics right there, tell me what he did. Because doesn't he, matter. It doesn't matter. He's he's very good at his job. Yeah, because after the first hit, still was running. After the second hit, still was running. After the third hit, maybe he was taken down. He was a player that came to play, and he showed that next year he is number one running back. I don't know who we're going to have two or three. Who knows? I don't care. I got Devin Singletary. Well, it was the long screenplay to him that set up the – the touchdown or the field goal to get us out of regulation into overtime, I believe, right? Yeah, and he was sure-handed. But he didn't get the ball after that. He was sure, exactly. He was very sure-handed today, right? Like that's not the he devil did, Singletary that we've today. seen. He was great today. He showed up. He came to play. I'll go. Please do. Please do. Defensive line, all four of them. Um. Had Matt Milano not broken up the would have been sure sack that set up the the game the game winning field goal. Third and eighteen. Third and eighteen. We had we had third and eighteen. No, well that was a different play. 
Oh, sorry. It was sorry. second and six, but the one where they were able to run and then basically get a chip shot field goal. Yeah, he, he, to Taiwan Jones, former Buffalo Bill, who made big plays for us too. Uh, but the defensive line was great, and you know what? They they get it for one play. Fourth and one, yes. game on the line. Cassie's already packed it in. Most of Twitter's already calling this this one a loss in regulation. I can't believe they went for it. They went for it. They didn't get it. We got the field goal. We got another chance to win. Now, we'll talk about a lot of other things, but our defensive line doesn't have a superstar on it. Ed Oliver is coming around, man. That guy's game has gotten better and better. He had a great day today, too. We don't have an elite pass rusher coming off the edge. But Maybe we can get somebody just like a smidge faster than Trent Murphy. Murphy who even I had feel, a fine game today. He, he, had a great, he had a good game. He had a good game. But if we can get someone who's like, Half a second faster to cut to the edge, like this defense will be way different. Agreed. Um, this defense, like most of the Buffalo Bills, is a the sum is greater than the equal of the parts. Whatever, how, or the, whatever. Suge, your Labatt Blue MVP of today's I, game. I'm so fucking torn by this because uh, I got gonna, I got another name that I want to put out. There. I'm gonna throw Josh Allen out there. Oh God. No, I'm gonna say this. No, and yes. let me tell you why. Yes. Let me tell you why. One, we were in this game because of his arm when he was able to execute an offense well. We have to remember this kid's a second-year fucking rook, like a second-year player. I'm fine. You know, and, and I think that, yes, did he lose us the game when there was two minutes left by taking two fucking back-to-back sacks? Yeah. The, are we Were we in the game because of him? Yeah. Is that what we're going to get with Josh Allen probably for the next two years? Yeah. That is the future of this team, and that is why he is my Labatt Blue, because we're not leaving. I mean, he has another year to show continued progress, and then that's it. We're going with him. Yeah, all right. Right? And so I, I, I think that there were plays, right? I mean, Jesus, if the, the, the announcers were completely on his jock in the first half, but then he started doing Josh Allen shit, and suddenly Deshaun Watson was the hero. Right? And they said, let's let Deshaun Watson win the game. Well, you know what? If Josh Allen had continued to be that person, then he would have gotten the praise. And so I'm just saying that here's this kid in his first NFL playoff game, first playoff game, and he, despite losing the game, got us back in a position to win the game, to go to overtime. And then he got us in a position to win the game. And if not for a fucking phantom blindside block from Cody Ford we can put the we can put the ball in Stephen House's leg and and, and and let that and so I mean with well, lots of Labatt Blue so I'm gonna say Josh he put us in a position to win yes he also put us in a position to lose but that's what we're gonna get and that is why you know what Tyrod Taylor not right. a fucking chance okay fine I'm so spoiler alert and I'll go first but I, I want to name another name He's getting my Jenny Creamel, and I'll make a case for that. I, I, I agree with putting him in both positions. I, but I, I want to I provide a little context before we do. But, guys, on third and 24 to – no, hold on, hold on. Just yes. let, me, let me finish. No, I'm, I'm, I'm saying yes. Who, who did the pass go to? He biffed it. Who did it go to? DeMarco. Is that the one that went to DeMarco? No. It went to Duke Williams. Oh. Duke Williams had a hell of a fucking game today. Duke yes, Williams, did. you know, 
WGR might burn to the ground tomorrow from everybody calling in saying he should have always been a part of this roster. But Duke Williams is everything we want from this Buffalo Bills team. He's the scrappy underdog who, when his number gets called, he made some amazing, amazing catches. Amazing catches. And he was becoming Josh Allen's go-to guy down the stretch. Now, I would actually say that probably wasn't for the best. We should have gone to Cole Beasley a lot more, and to our previous point, should have definitely targeted Devin Singletary more frequently. But God damn it, if Duke Williams didn't didn't earn the looks he was getting. Oh, I, I, really? Are we all shocked that Josh Allen likes a big-bodied wide receiver they that can, can make chuck catches? It to? Like, like, really? Is that shocking? It's not shocking. We can only improve upon that in the offseason. All right, so let me, okay. Can I just say one thing? Go. I was actually going to make him one of my Jenny Cremails. Not ah. as a, not a far, not, not like, definitely not the front runner. But I also saw, I saw why I wanted Duke Williams on the field. Some of those third down plays were just fucking incredible. And I'm like, that's why you need that target. Yes. That's why you need that. Yes. But then I also saw why he's not a number one NFL wide receiver. Nobody, nobody's right. The guy was targeted. I couldn't believe this stat, and I don't know if it's correct on the Yahoo Sports app. He was targeted twelve times. Yes, and got four catches. No, that's what it says. No, so if that's incorrect, five. the two in the end zone before he kicked the field goal yeah. to tie the game, where he was targeted. But there was one that you know that's exactly what you want. Big-bodied wide receiver goes up, gets two hands on the ball, and what in happened? Got punched out. Well, there was one in the end yeah. zone, and there was one in the uh, third uh, round. Uh, fine. So, like, I mean, that's that's. That, I'm not gonna make him like yeah. the primary, but so like just to I throw fucking cold water, just like we have to throw prime. cold water on my fucking Labatt Blue. Like, it's, but it's just no. And I'm not. I'm not saying that like like facetious. I'm just like that's the fucking Bills, right? Like, I'm tired of us having Labatt Blues that are good because they're a Buffalo Bills player. Fine. I. I but I, but I, yeah, I'm glad he's out there, and I'm so fucking sick of the fact that we had to wait until now. Maybe, I, I, maybe with some more reps and some more practice in live game situations, he's better about those but, things. But, but hold on. But maybe one game. So we lost five games this year. I'm not counting the Jets game. We lost five games this year. Maybe the Browns game is different with Duke Williams in the lineup. I, I turned to Cassie at some point and said, you know, we saw two backs in the backfield to start the game. Yes. We have a playoff playbook. We have, we have playoff personnel, playoff packages. That's the sign of a good team. We have we have things that we have saved for the postseason. We talked two weeks ago about, you know, we probably saw a vanilla game against the Patriots because we're waiting to see him again in the postseason. So, dude, to your point, I, I don't care that he wasn't out there because we didn't need him. But he had his chance today to be to be an impact player, and he did pretty well. And, and what I'm going to say is I know this is hard because I've – Having a hard time saying it right now because the season's over, right? We ended. But what Josh Allen likes is a big bodied wide receiver. Yeah. We need to give him that. He obviously showed that he wanted to go to him in pressured situations, and he did go to him. And that's what we need to make 2020, 2021 a season for the Bills. So. If the Bills had scored a touchdown, um, I think that was after they went, when they got to 16, when they kicked the third field goal to get to 16, if they would have scored a touchdown on that drive, it would have gotten them to 20 points, which would have been enough to win the game. Now, of course, like, you know, games play out differently when the score is different, blah, 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 blah. 
We needed 20 points. We couldn't get 20 points. We got 19 points. 19 points is not enough points to win. And I'm sorry, but our mantra up and down when that was the issue before was because we had a quarterback who wasn't good enough in Tyrod Taylor. I don't know why that would be any different now. Okay? So you're right. Josh Allen had some great plays today. But he also played like a fucking spaz for the end of regulation and for most of overtime. Fucking third. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I am so sick of the third quarter, like, coma that we go into. Why? Why does it happen every time? The defense can't put a stop up. Offense can't put points up. What the hell happens in the third quarter? Stop it. So to God that, damn it. But to, so to that point and to the fact that he completely, like, we talk about fourth quarter Josh Allen, like, he was... He was skittish. Now, now, granted, guys were coming in unblocked, and that seems to be the theme of the fourth quarter, too, in crunch time. I mean, it happened against the Patriots. Happened happened twice today in big spots where guys, merciless and Watt, of all players, are coming yeah, yeah, unblocked. Yeah, yeah, let's, let's Josh just not Allen. look at them. I mean, I don't know who's to blame. And on the run play, Josh Allen got creamed two yards past the line of scrimmage. If one person puts a hat on that first guy, he's got a lot of green space in front of him. So, yeah, Mitch Morris, the person who's supposed to be a great fucking run-blocking center, huh? Completely fucking whiffed, and so did another uh, Bills player. I can't remember who. There was three guys there. Some, somebody had to get him, and nobody did. However, okay, great. So he, he was a spaz, okay? He did some great things in the fourth quarter early in the season. He hasn't done anything in the fourth quarter since. Browns, Baltimore, Patriots, in all of his, all of his chances to do something in the fourth quarter in the latter half of the season, he hasn't. Okay, we need to acknowledge that. That's a fact. Well, I mean, I guess he did something in this fourth quarter. He just didn't do it in the overtime. He tied up the game. But. I mean, he, I mean, we had what two possessions in the in the overtime? Did we? Yes. I mean, so no, we had one. We had one. And here's the thing: when you have a possession in overtime, you have to score. That's it. That's your that's game. all it is. Yeah. That's the game. That's my like Jenny Cremel bummer of the week. When we get the ball in overtime, you got to score. You got to score. Your defense comes in, puts a huge stop up, did a great job, right? Turns the ball's out, ball over. Three and out. We, we put up, and actually we had the ball on their side of the field. Yeah. Put points on the board. I was so sick of seeing underneath saying, ESPN said, next, next score wins the game. Next score wins the game. You're such a fucking tease. Yes, I know. Next score wins the game. I'm with you now. Now look, I, I I started saying this. I want to I want to pull back a little bit. If Josh Allen, and he won't, because we we all know the concept of a limit graph and how that works. So we know it's not. I have happen. no idea what you're talking about. A limit, you know, like when when I do. So like I'm an MBA student. I do. So if you if you reduce. If you reduce by 50% every year, you'll never get to zero. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, okay? yeah. Integrals, right. So, like, the, the graph eventually yeah, 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 yeah. almost goes completely parallel, but never quite. Like, it's the always... A big get, squiggly line when... No, it's, it's not. It's just a... It's, it's just N a, at the top, and infinity It's like, it's like a bottom. lowercase yeah. r without the stem. There's a lot of r motions yes. going on right now. No one can and see that. And it's one over n. But if he... I am a total fucking yeah, dork. Yeah, now, okay, so now you remember. Okay? Nerd alert. Okay. One over n... With the squiggly line, the integral, right? 
And you got that curve. I don't know. Yeah, and the N at the top, infinity at the bottom. Well, eventually it meets like the equal. And approaches infinity, you never does. actually hit the end. The point is, he's not going to improve as much from year two to year three as he did from year one to year two. That's fine. But, but if he did, or if he improves half as much as he did, a lot of what we're talking about goes away. And and this is an opportunity. To, to remind Bills Nation, who all is feeling like we just got kicked in the gut. We should have won this game. We were the better team. We squandered a 16-point lead. But here is the cold, hard truth. Winning today's game would have been a participation trophy. It would have been tantamount to backing into the playoffs in 2017 just so we could have it on paper that we don't have a drought. I say that because we weren't going to win the fucking Super Bowl this year. So, yes, it, it would have been a nice symbolic thing to go and do, but we didn't. But so help me God, the, the pieces on this team are coming together. We don't do crazy shit like sign an over-the-hill Terrell Owens and give him a key to the city. We are building for the long term, and we will be better next year than we were this year. And I have been saying, and I believe it, this, yep. as, this yep. is... The defense is only going to get better. People say, well, you can't sustain a great defense year over year. I want to break that down because the number of turnovers, sacks, and things that this defense got this year weren't spectacular. They were just a good, solid defense. If they get spectacular in any statistical column, they are an elite defense that is winning games. That's not what they were. Can I? So I heard the stat when I was – because actually, actually could hear the fucking pregame because I was on a plane, and if you scream on a plane – Turns out, if a brown person screams on a fucking international fright, flight, a bunch of people turn around. Like, literally, no matter what you do, oh, a bunch scored. of people turn around. Yeah, but so, they said we were the number two scoring defense? Yes. So, I mean, like, that kind of throws we're just in good. the face. We're just good. No, no, but that's, what do you mean? That's amazing. No, that no, we're the no. number two scoring. Like, I, I, I actually didn't expect that. That how are we the number, oh, points allowed. That's what, what they no, meant. No, not, what, not, not, not what I mean to say okay. is that this the, the defense did I not misunderstood the stat. Yeah. Okay, when I when I watch the Niners defense and other defenses in the league that like are getting scoop and scores every game or making these spectacular like we don't have that. And we just have a very good solid we do. disciplined defense. We do, and who are we going to lose? The only player right now that we are scheduled to lose is Lorenzo Alexander. I know we have some other free agents. We could sign them. But here's the thing about this defense and McBean. They have found value in players that have come from nowhere. Legit, Jordan Phillips. We could go, there's multiple players. This defense- Lorenzo Alexander. Exactly. He took on a whole new role here than what he was brought here to do under Rex Ryan. Exactly. This defense is deep. And well, okay, hold on. What? Lorenzo Alexander came here the under point, Rex Ryan. Hold on, hold on. But the, I'm not saying I'm not saying you're wrong. It, the only reason I'm saying that's because because the timing of this fucking podcast requires that I still have my Labatt Blue. So before we go on our Jenny, fucking Jenny raw, Female, whatever, Jenny Female, Jenny Female, because y'all talking so positive, I got a bunch of bad shit to say still. I'm saying I'm saying I'm saying. Close your eyes, Bills Mafia, and understand that this is a... We lost to a Texans team who, quite honestly, was due in the playoffs. Yeah. They've been o bad. Oh, and 20... We, no, 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 Suge, I'm just saying. We, we're a young, forming team who had a bad playoff loss. 
I don't expect another yes. one. And they hurt. It hurts. We're going to feel it. Yes, it they hurts. They are going to fucking feel it. And we I are want going to be better next year. We're going to have a better I don't, I don't disagree with that, but this is still the fucking Jenny Cremail, and so there's a bunch of bad shit that we still need to talk about because it is relevant for next year, right? Dude, and it's not, about, it's not about the fact that I'm not going to be a fucking Bills fan next year. I'm not going to be one of those fucking WGR callers that you know I fucking hate going off on, well, I'm fucking done with this team. Every time this is the same shit. It's not the same shit, you fucking idiot. It's not the same shit. Okay? It's a different team. But that doesn't mean we shouldn't be criticizing the shit that we should be criticizing. All right? Then criticize. So here's what I got to say. And first of all, it's red zone offense. In the beginning of this year, we had one of the highest touchdown percentages. But this year, we're inside the 20, and we have opportunity after opportunity. I remember I texted you guys from the goddamn international waters of the Gulf. Actually, there's no. I didn't have Wi-Fi over the international waters, but still, I was coming from the international waters. The, the Persian Gulf. What? See, this is what I'm talking about. That first bitch on the Patriots game said, "Oh, you want some falafel?" And then your own husbands talk about the Persian Gulf. I am a fucking Hindu. I'm not a Muslim. Barack Obama's not a Muslim. And I'm, okay, so the point is our red zone offense, right? There, we had multiple opportunities. If we have John Brown drag his feet, we have the ball in the inside the five-yard line. Was it a perfect throw? No, but it is a good throw. And he should have dragged his feet, much like Cassie said, over our group me. But the rest of the people listening to this pod are not on our group me, Cassie, and so I had to mention it. The other thing, we had another... And they uh, never will be either. And, and, we, and we had another possession within the 20 where we had opportunity to score a touchdown and i believe it was uh that that was the duke williams drop right that we had the opportunity you cannot new england doesn't make those mistakes and i'm not asking to be new england but you know what san francisco i'm so glad you added that that caveat yeah i did because san francisco doesn't make that fucking mistake what mistake are we talking about that when you're in the red zone and you have an opportunity to score John Brown not dropping his feet, uh. right? Duke Williams dropping that ball. When we are in the red zone, all of it, Lars, I preface this, Lars went to take a shit, okay? I'm not going to lie. I was I'm gone. Not lie. Seriously. He takes a really fast shit because of eosinophilic esophagitis. I know about it. <laughs> all right. So my, my, my point is that our red zone offense is what I'm fucking giving our Jenny, uh, Jenny Cream Ale to because it was so good in the beginning of the year. We were executing, and suddenly, here we are inside the 20 in the playoffs, and nothing. I mean, two times, you cannot score I would take it a step goals. further and say it's inside the 40. And and we've been saying yeah, 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 yeah. We've been saying all year how good this team is, is it getting to between the 40s. Well, fourth quarter, Josh Allen has been really great at getting this team to the opposing team's 40-yard line, and from there, it's a goddamn circus. Yes, it, it just stalls out. But in the most spectacular why? ways but sometimes. Why? Too. Like we've got Because such we have a young, unexperienced quarterback. We've got we've got we've an got offensive. The weapons, though. Do oh, we? No, yes. no, no, I, no, 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 fuck that. No, no. Shut up all of you. We have the Josh Allen weapons, right? He's he's got a tight end he likes to go to. 
Who's a rookie? Who's a rookie? He's got a running back he likes to go to. We've got a Who's really a rookie? good ru running back. He's got Where Isaiah McKenzie. Oh, why, why are we even throwing to Isaiah? Why are I, we I, throwing deep balls to Patrick DeMarco? Oh, my God. Go there. You can go there. But where was Beasley? Where was Brown? I agree. Right? Like, in we, those we, possessions, Beasley, in those Beasley was wildly under-targeted today. When? It's because we don't have the weapons. Because Beasley and Brown are not the fucking answer to a championship caliber team. Because they took down that banner in our locker room that said playoff caliber. And they put up championship caliber. And you know what that is a signal to? That is not a signal to this team. That is a signal to fucking Bean to build a championship caliber roster. 100% agree. But we're not far. That's I, I, what I'm like, saying. We are not far. Cut, cut Tyler Croft. <laughs> Fucking Tyler Croft gone. I like Tyler Croft. Actually. I mean, he's fine. No! No! Fuck that! If Dawson knocks, he might turn into a superstar. But you know what? I want that... Who's, who's the person on the Patriots that murdered someone? Hernandez? I need that oh, person. Oh, we now want someone who murdered someone. Thank you. So, Eugene. that's the only thing I know about him. Although he was good while he was there, and then he literally so killed good. someone. So... But the point is, is that if we're not going to get a big-bodied wide receiver, then I want an elite tight end. Because here's the thing. This is a great wide receiver class. If we can't get one of those wide receivers, guess who's going to be available? The best tight end in the class. Right? Oh, oh, when we draft at like 22? Yeah, right. And so I, I just I need a big-bodied, talented wide receiver. Great. Duke Williams, let's let him develop and let's let him get better. But I need someone that is elite at their job and then I need an elite pass rusher and I know we're going to spend money on Jordan Phillips that's fine I are hope we, we do I hope we do why not he loves being here also Harrison Phillips coming back and fucking Trent Murphy's going away God willing God willing right so all of his money can go to, 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 to Jordan Phillips but we need an elite pass rusher it will hurt a lot less to see Shaq Lawson leave if if we have a good pass rusher to, to, to make up for him. So what I'm going to say to you is we had a big wide receiver today in Duke Williams. That's all we need. We need someone that's a number one, not a number four, three, or four. Well, that's we had a big one, but we didn't have a number one big one. Right? I'm not saying we had fucking James Hardy, God rest in peace. Okay. <laughs> Every fucking podcast we have mentioned that James Hardy is dead. So I felt like we need we to should, mention we it. We should again. not make light of mental illness. No, wait, no, wait, he no. didn't he die of who's I the one think that he committed had a suicide? Kidney. Oh Jesus. So what I'm saying is Wait, 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 who had kidney failure? Someone <laughs> had needed a kidney transplant. <laughs> I don't know. Oh Jesus Christ, he killed himself? Oh my god. Alright, wrapping it up. We need Cat's gonna take my mic. I don't give a fuck, Cassie. I'm holding on to it. I came from Mexico to spit this goddamn fire. Alright. Uh what I'm saying is that we don't need a big bodied wide receiver. We need a number one big bodied wide receiver. We need a quality, not someone that's gonna drop the ball when bitch ass fucking cornerback hits his hands. When he has two hands on the ball, no one's gonna let it go. I want Calvin fucking Johnson. All right, all right. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. Did you settle for Amari Williams Cooper? Williams did pretty fucking good today. Yeah, he did. Twenty-five percent reception. Don't even. Don't even. Okay, but like th again, three of those were like like overthrows in the end yes, zone. Yes, exactly. A and the like, he dropped the one at the line of scrimmage. Critical scrimmaged. drops. 
I'm not saying he didn't do a good job. I'm glad he's out there. I just don't think that he is the number one wide receiver. He's not fucking DeAndre Hopkins. Nobody's saying he is. No. So, but that's what I want. I yes, want that's one. That's what I'm saying I want. Okay, we all fucking agree. Well, what Bring if we, back Sammy Watkins. What if we had Amari Cooper? I will take it. He's a big body. No, no, no. Okay. Ah. What I'm saying is I think that you guys are saying we need a guy who is both a big body and a number one wide receiver. Yes. I think we have a guy who has a big body in Duke Williams, but we don't have a wide a number one wide receiver yeah, that, like yeah, Amari I'm Cooper. I'm fine with Amari Cooper. Fine, fine, fine. Just give me someone that will make amazing fucking plays on the ball. Well, no, in the meantime, want, we, need, we need a quarterback who doesn't shit his pants. I want. I don't think Josh Allen did that. Cassie. Third, third he, quarter. But that's what was third that? What? Josh okay, Allen. you you made a good point that it stopped the clock. What the fuck was that lateral to Dawson Knox? What is that? What is that? I would agree. What his, is, his brain what is the, disconnected from his body for a moment. For a lot of we the end of regulation and overtime. We got very lucky. It stopped the clock. Nobody had a fucking clue what was going on. D but, but he's, Cass, we've seen him do crazy shit like that before. When the game is on the line, he does weird shit. Yeah, I mean. And I will, I will take the hero ball, ball in certain scenarios. That one, I agree. I agree. I called it out. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? But he got us there. He, I, I, I will defend Josh Allen to the death. He is my quarterback for the next Look, decade. Hey, Cassie. 2020s is the Josh Allen decade, and I'm going on record I'm fine right with now that. saying it. I will say I will go Josh Allen all the fucking way. 2019 Josh Allen did exactly what 2019 Josh Allen was supposed to Not do. Not the 2020. Exactly. 20, yeah, exactly. And you know what? Flash forward one year from today, we might be having a radically different conversation because in 2020, I expect double-digit wins. I do. I expect a playoff berth, and I expect I a playoff win. And with the way that this team is being incrementally built, I don't think those are unreasonable expectations. I do not. I, I don't think— 300 yards I, but Cass every game. I expect 300 yards every <laughs> game. I'm not. You laugh. Don't do that. You sit there laughing. I do. I don't that expect that, but— so, but those three. I don't want that. I want wins. The, I want definitive wins with large point totals. Fine, but those Both those those three things. I expect a playoff berth. I expect a playoff win. I expect double-digit regular season wins. Did anybody expect that this year? Did, did you in August being like, yes, this team should win double-digit games? This team should no. You yes. thought it no. You thought it was possible. Nope. You might even thought it was likely. Nope. But you weren't I, expecting it. I made a hundred dollar bet with a friend on nine and seven, and after we that's won, that's not double. Excuse me. Excuse me. After we won three games, I said double or nothing to go to ten. I literally did. I okay. I I I'm not, not joking. Not in August. Not in August. Yeah. Yeah. You waited till yeah. three and zero. Oh. Yeah. That's not in August. Nope. That's unfair because then I, you knew that fucking Roethlisberger if, was excuse gone. Excuse me. Yeah. Excuse me. I would have made that bet. I had a game. I don't know that to be true. There were people on my roof deck, and my husband is right here shaking his head knowing that I called them all fucking out. There's a guy who lives in San Diego who's a huge Bills fan, works in San Diego Padres, and he was like, there's no way the Bills win five, six games. And I was like, you are wrong. Well, yeah, that was a we dumb thing to say. That. Excuse me? You are wrong. 
And I got so angry. And I called them all out. And I said, guys, we are going to win 10, 11 games. They're like, no way, no way, no way. I was like, okay, cool. What's, what's the worst bet that you will give me? And they all go nine and seven. I said, 100 bucks on nine, seven. Like, like, right now, nine, seven. But not double digits, not playoffs, I not a playoff I, win. I, I would have taken all of them. I would have taken all of them, but the worst. This this has I mean, been I, this has been a lovely anecdote, but I don't want to distract from the fact that expectations. That I'm a hundred dollars richer. Okay, <laughs> sure, go ahead. All right, now getting back to this fucking game and getting back to the idea is that yes, the point is that we took. Hey, even fucking McDermott did not take off playoff caliber until this week, right? He did not put championship caliber up until this week because we got into the playoffs, right? That was not the goal. The goal was the playoffs, and then we achieved it, and yeah, then you have to go to the next one. But the point of what Lars is saying is that the goal was not the Super Bowl this year, right? But the thing is is that I, the only thing that pisses me off, Lars, is that I am tired of us stopping and saying, hey, that wasn't our goal. Oh, it's okay. Yeah, I, this yeah. is. I, I'm tired of lower expectations, right? And halfway through the season, when we're nine and whatever, three, I want that banner to come down and say, you know what? You guys want nine games. It's time to you. It's time to change your expectations. Well, so to that point, though, they were nine and three. Fact, they finished the season one and four. You know what's going to piss the hell out of me? Is the plethora of Bills fans that are going to be at the airport to greet this team back. No, I, I actually love that quite a bit. I don't. I don't. Fine. I mean, come on. I mean, it's one thing at the after the Patriots game. That was bullshit, right? But after after the end of a good season, that's that's no. legit. Nope. They don't deserve it. They should. No. No. Turn off her mic. No, do not turn off my mic. You don't go into Houston. Oh, fuck all you all. Don't turn off her mic because it's the same mic as mine. Guys, we want a good team. A good team does not get the the, the appreciation award. They don't blow a 16-point lead. You don't get an appreciation award. Right? We all complain about We've talked about this in the Bills podcast. You don't get an award just because you participated. You participated in the playoffs. You did not win. Can I, Your can children I, do not get a participation award. Can I? My dog does not get an appreciation award. I, yes. It's not. It's not going to happen. Bills fans, stay away. Okay. Okay. But Cassie, they're all going to be there. I, I think yes, they are. And definitely, we all would be. There. And I and I love that they're going. I would. There's a lot of drinking. But that Cassie, there. Cassie, I th- I think that I, I think there's an important distinction here that should be made. You are a Chicago-based Bills fan. Yes. We are all Chicago-based Bills fans. The Buffalo-based Bills fans should 100% be there supporting their team. And look, I I know it's bullshit to be like, oh, we should be lucky to even have two professional sports teams here in Buffalo. Not good enough. But that is also objectively true. Buffalo should be grateful for the teams they have, which is why they sell the fucking stadium out when, when it's a hopeless season after hopeless season, after hopeless season, because they are just grateful to have their guys. So when their guys do put up a respectable season, even though they did melt down, and, and yeah, somebody tweeted us 
and they're not wrong. Like earlier this year, we said R.I.P. the term Billsy. Yeah, but then we had a fucking Billsy loss today. And that's not. Ah, no, fuck that. Nah, fuck you that. Can't do it. We blew a 16-point second-half yeah. lead. Yeah, that's, that's a Billsy but, loss. But we got back in there. You know it's you know it's you know it's, and that is not fucking oh, Billsy. On. But you know the Billsy thing would have been to lose that game right when Josh Allen fucked it up at, with one minute and fifty five seconds left. When I was in that cab on the way here, and Dude, I, Cass, I, done. I, Cass was done. Cass was and I said Cass. You know what? Over. Guess who else was done? I, I and not I me. guess not me. Guys, those not things. me. Yeah, I know. I know. Lars, I wasn't here. I'm I a better fan right. than all of you. You know what? I had to sit there and watch them dominate. For the entire time I was on that goddamn flight. And then, literally as I touched down in Chicago, Deshaun Watson lost his mind and scored that touchdown. Yeah. Right? And then all of a sudden, I'm like, holy shit, is it we me? We all blame Sud. Yeah, I mean, you should! Wasn't that the first conclusion I came to? Holy shit! I'll get back on the next fucking flight. I will go back to fucking Mexico. No, you're a couple hours where late. everybody thinks I look Mexican anyways. And uh, I'll go, uh, it'll be fine. Uh, hey, yo, yo, I get the fucking you, Mexican menu everywhere I go. Not since you lost all the weight. They're skinny Mexicans, too. <laughs> okay. Anyways, the point is is that then I'm, like, going through uh, immigration. You can't have your phone out in immigration. No. And I'm brown, I'm so I'm I was actually around. thinking about that. I was like, oh, oh he, he yeah. Scream. And then I get done, and my daughter, I almost punched my daughter in the face. Not going to lie, because she turned, and she finally found the first TV, and she said, Daddy, the Bills are losing by one point. And I was like, you. And I was like, oh, shit, you're my child. Okay, <laughs> my bad. My bad, why would you tell me that? But oh, shit. Okay, can't punch you. I love you. I love you. And, and I was like, there was so much rage in my body because it was like, I stopped watching for literally 10 minutes. And this is after watching for an hour and a half, two hours on that flight. And we just fell apart in the third quarter, the way uh, Cassie talks about it. So, so. The point is, is that, I mean, look, this team has growing pains. This team has growth. We earned our way into the postseason. Yeah. We we did a good job through most of that game. We played better this game than we did during Jacksonville, for sure. Oh, for God, yeah. We are a better team than we were against Jacksonville. We also have young players that are going to fuck up, that are going to do stupid shit, Cody Ford is going to continue to do dumb shit at right tackle, probably because he shouldn't be a right tackle. Until he moved him to guard. But, but the point is that until that all happens, until we have a well-oiled machine, we are not championship caliber, and I think that's what McDermott wants to build. We're not, we're not until far. we have a number one wide receiver, we are not championship caliber. Until we have an elite pass rusher, we are not championship caliber. We need at least one of those things. But that's what 2020 is for. I agree. $90 million in cap space, <laughs> minus, and add on to that Trent Murphy salary. Yeah, well, it's probably going to Shaq Lawson. Can we, can we rewind back? And, Lars, I want to open this up to you. To the moment when Sujit walked into the bar. Yes, I, th- thank you. That's a great segue. That's because. A, may, may I? May I, please? Oh, I mean, by all means. So Interrupt. I, I have... At least, well, we've been going here for about, oh, my God, almost 40 minutes. Um, prior to that, I was going in and out of, like, bouts of being very emotional here. Um, I, I had tears in my eyes. I cried point. several times today um, after the game. And, now, and now I'm starting now. 
was it when the bathroom line at Lincoln Station was as far back as our table? Because, guys, it was ridiculous here. No, but... So oh, look at that! Cassie just put her arm on and got a beer. It's fucking amazing. So it's Sammy start- is so good. It started when we had a guy here in the bar, and he's listening. And thank you, kind of. I mean, he kind of like set me on this emotional roller coaster when he walked over and gave me a big hug and said, I listen to the podcast every week. Good luck in Philadelphia. Wow. Oh. Yeah, now here I go. I'm fucking losing it. I mean, good luck. Lars crying like a motherfucker. You know, as, 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 as he should, because this is, this is an emotional day for all of us, right? I mean, talk about fight. Right? This is all of us fighting. But, you know, Cash is saying, like, well, when Suge walked into the bar. I mean, it was. We've sat here, and we, like, we say it. It's true. We say it. We say it, like, with, with a, you know, a certain level of, um, you know, it, it carries some weight when we say, like, oh, we've been sitting at this table every week since 2006. But, yeah, we've been sitting at this table every week since 2006. So when Suge walked in, and it's funny because when I was studying abroad in Spain and I came back and I had been around a bunch of miniature Spaniards for the last three months and I stuck out like a sore thumb and everybody knew I was an American and everybody hated Americans because it was 2004 and they hated Bush and they hated the Iraq war. And I walked back into customs, and the guy who checked me in was a big, big, like, overweight guy with a walrus mustache named Cliff. And he looked at my passport and he said, we're glad to have you back. And I said, it's good to fucking be back, Cliff. But that's how I felt when Suge walked into the bar, because there's a little bit of familiarity. It's, it's what we've come to grow and love and understand, and that's why we're here. Okay? So when a guy comes over and says, I listen to your podcast every week, good luck in Philadelphia, it kind of, like, brought... Like to me, it's like, oh shit! Like, we're done. That's it. Like this every week. Like we're doing. We're gonna do the podcast, but this coming to the bar, being with you guys, spending several hours of my weekend with you guys. Like that's, it's over. It's done. But the heartbreaking moment of that all is that when Sud showed up and gave, I, I, I literally never hugged someone. Almost as much. Like, the look, the look on your face was at, I, w- was like the the military wives who are yeah. who are reunited with their husbands at the halftime of the NBA game. That was that was you when Suge walked into the bar. I tonight. literally was like, "We are going to do this because we almost did." Because this is, we retired Billsy, and Billsy would have been what we did, so and the I, three of us together. But I want to go all the way back to the very... Do you, do you know what the very first play from scrimmage that we watched together was? The three of us? Yes. No. Jeez. The very first play that we watched together was... Today? Week, no. Or was, this year? Was week one, 2006, in New England. It was a... It was a draw play, wasn't it? No. Oh it was a... Fuck you. It, it was a strip sack, scoop and score... Against Tom Brady, Sam Adams? No, that was no. It was uh, it was either Posey or Fletcher or or Spikes. One of those three linebackers from that year got him, and then I think I think Fletcher scooped and scored. And that was it. We actually we were over in that room. We were we were were in the back room. We were on the back room that day, and that was the first play we ever watched together. And I lost my fucking mind. We all did. I had known Bill at that point for about a week. I had been watching Bill's games with Jeff for about a year at that point. 
And um, <laughs> like, New England's reign is over. <laughs> so the the one thing we didn't touch on, we lost to New England on December twenty first, which is measurably the darkest day of the year. We lost that game. We moved on, and you can say assuredly that every day after that loss will be a brighter day. There will be more sunshine until the following year, at the very least. And you know what? The point here being... I think that we have that day right now. I agree. And I, and I think that we're going to have that day in March. We're going to have that day again in April. We're going to have that day in August. And we're going to have that day for most of the season. Now, one thing I will say, I'm stepping on my own point here. This team was also remarkably healthy this year. If we had you pick a Labatt Blue MVP of the season, it's the training and conditioning coaches. Yeah, which makes it the Pagulas. Yes, exactly. Right, for building that facility, for building that, that, that environment that says that Frank Gore, right? The reason why veterans wanted to come was, be, was because, oh, my God, they're all about longevity. They're all about teams that want to, you know, that's not, I'm at the end of my career, but I can still do great things. There's a reason why Lorenzo Alexander is still there. There's a reason why Frank Gore came in, you know, right? And so, so but, 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 I, but I agree with you, Lars. Like, I get the idea that, like, oh, yeah, next year we might not be slow because next year the injury bug might hit, right? Yeah, right. But, but the point, I, I, I think the at the end of the day, and I, I'm over my fucking Jenny Cremail, right? I'm, I, I'm here with you guys. It's the last it might potentially be the last it, it is it is the last podcast that will not be a special occasion for us all to be together yes right um, and maybe that's okay you know we and I think that's, that's bright, brighter days are ahead we did this podcast and we were Bills fans at this goddamn bar table at this fucking bar through some dark fucking days maybe those dark days are over and maybe my leaving from Philadelphia is the way to fucking indicate that. And maybe we all came into each other's lives to get each other through this. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> I'm not joking. I'm going to cry again. Like, literally, we have all gotten each other through a lot of tough shit. And we've been there. You know why? It's not because we've been there to be like, oh, you're okay, buddy. What we've done is we've been there to be like, we're watching the fucking Bills game together. And I kind of like you. But, but exactly. I, I, and some, sometimes I like suits. Yeah, exactly. But the point is, it's like, no matter what happens in everyone's lives, we've all had some shit and we've all had some good days, bad days, whatever. We still show up to watch the game together. Yeah. That's what it's all about. And next year, next year's going to be fun. Yeah, and here's the thing. we got to get a correspondence on the line. Yeah. Right? Uh, but my first, my first emotional tirade is going to happen today, right? And it's going to happen right now. And it's, it, it's just, it's going to be a short one because it's everything that Cassie said. It's everything that you said. It's all these fucking memories from decades that have come together of us sitting here and sitting at Lars's apartment with that little fucking snowball microphone. And, or a, and, and or a sock over my iPhone. Yeah, yeah, that was the best. You missed that one. And all the all the times that I said, "Why you can't let a brown man on the podcast before y'all even <laughs> invited me?" But the thing is, is that my wife sits there and 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 I was there in Mexico and I actually had the gall to say to her because I fucked up and I didn't tell her ahead of time. Why the Bills? The Bills are playing on Saturday. It's their first legitimate chance to win. 
playoffs. We go on vacation every year. It's like uh, what you told your boss, right? Yeah. Thanksgiving comes every fucking year. Our, our vacation comes every year. Why can't I leave? Yeah. I'm leaving a day early. Then she cried, and I was like, holy shit, dude. Like, is that how fucking distorted your world is, that you're going to abandon your wife and your seven-year-old daughter in Mexico? Because, But but the point is, is that, like, we put a different level of importance to this, and it's not because of the bills. That's ultimately what it comes down to. No. It's not about the bills. It's about you, Lars. It's about you, Cassie. It's about you, Jay. And it's about Lincoln Station. And it's about all of us coming together with our other family. And this is not going to be some bullshit about, like, oh, you always want to be a Bills fan. I'm going to talk about that later. <laughs> but but, but the point is, is that, like, this is about so much more, right? And the fact that we get to walk away from this, this drama, this pain, this Difficult that we all difficulty that we all walk through together in a positive way. As large, you could have gotten that job two years ago, right? At the end of the Tyrod Taylor era, and it could have been, uh, fuck. Well, I don't know. Like, if this is what we're expecting, do I want to keep doing the podcast? I don't know. Yeah. But this is not the optimism of Tyrod Taylor. This is not the optimism of Trent Loss, uh, Trent Edwards, right? This is a solid team. E.J. Mango, don't forget about him. Yeah. This is a solid team with a solid GM and a solid coach. And here we are. If we have not delivered the Bills to where they need to be, and I know, I mean, as, as a fan that is as superstitious as I am, I will tell you that I delivered. We delivered them. Fuck every coach. Because none of them plane. did it. None of them did it. Until we deliver them at the end of this podcast, at the end of, or at least of our time together on this podcast, we deliver the Bills into the next, to the next level, right? And Bills Mafia, of course, you, that's obviously all part of it. So we as Bills fans stuck with this team until they were able to put up a banner in their locker that says championship caliber. And what Suji is saying is, we ain't over. No. Bill, bills ain't over. This podcast ain't over. We only got upwards to go. That's right. So, I mean, let's get some correspondence geez. online. Love. Well, that sound means it's time it's for Tacos Calientes. It's Tacos Calientes. Arriba! I want some taquitos. As we all know, Tacos Calientes is Tex-Mex for hot takes. And all the way down from Houston, Texas, he was at the game today. At Je the game! Jeff, Jammin' Jeff Day with his Tacos Calientes. Jeff, what do you got for us today, buddy? How you living? Uh, what's going uh, on? Are you, are you okay? Oh, uh, guys. Right? Hey, guys. Time, time out. Time out. I have actually made a... I've, I've made it a point to mention this a couple times today. I do actually feel very strongly about this. This is why I brought it up a couple times. Your nephew, Brad. Is he all right? Is he doing okay? Brad has shed a few tears. Hey, Teresa, can you hear that? Uh, yeah, Brad has uh, shed a few tears tonight. Yeah, okay. Um, you know, it's a, it's, a tough, it's a tough outing for an eight-year-old. So the, import the important thing for Brad here, Jeff... And as your own, as his uncle, and I'm sure your sister, his mother, also a diehard Bills fan, will is is equally sufficient in, in relaying this message. Is that Brad needs to understand 
that this is what it means to be a Bills fan. That's right. And this is That's what you're right. in for, my man. And this and, is and, just the start. And this is why when they when they when they reach the top of the mountain, it'll be that much sweeter. And I know that an eight year old doesn't understand that. And I'm sure from his perspective, he was r- riding high today, sixteen nothing. Then had to watch that team lose. I'm sure it was a tough day for him. So you got a lot of work to do as an uncle today, Jeff, to make sure that he comes out okay. I'll tell you what, Lars. Well said. Well um, When we do it, folks, when <laughs> we do it, the juice is going to be that much sweeter. Gosh, don't we know it. Oh, brutal loss. Brutal loss to watch in person. The, the entire environment, the crowd, the entire Bills mafia was was just poised. We were just ready to explode. We were ready to go back to the parking lot, ready to celebrate. Christian's tailgate, host of the Houston Bills backers, was ready and waiting with, you know, unlimited Labatt Blue. Ah, uh, just an app. I mean, I think, you know, I don't know what happened. I, I don't exactly know what happened. I mean, you know, the Texans... You scored 19 unanswered points. Jeff, they Jeff, converted two two-point conversions. It's very Yikes. simple. Just score 20 fucking points. Score yeah, 20 that's points. That's it. That's it. That's it. You, you got to score 20 points in regulation to win. And we, with, with you know, this defense, we didn't do you're, you're going to win 12 games or, every year. You score 20 points. Or how about right. stopping one of those two-point conversions? Stop yeah, no, I mean, you're, yeah. one of I mean, them. You're right. And, you know, we, I mean, you go back, we went back and forth on this the whole, the whole time. But I think... Lars, your overarching point is, is the one that's worth noting because it's been the case the entire season. Yes. Which is, you gotta score 20 points in regulation. And you're right. If if this team is able to do that on a consistent basis, we will win 12 games. We will win a playoff game. Yeah. And yet again, it was the first team to score 20 wins, and that was true. Yeah. You know, I mean that was true, and you know, there's a million different plays and things that we could point to and god that last play from the texans is devastating to lose it like that when we had him dead to rights with two guys i don't actually know who it was i never saw the replay of the play it was milano and uh 33 but you know just yeah i mean saran neal had him and then like milano broke the tackle i mean it just sucked on the third and 18 yeah just wrap that up that's definitely not the third and 18 though (laughs) it was a you know it was a <laughs> yeah, we let the third and eighteen. I mean, just so much going on. You know, it was a it was a wild game to be at because by halftime, the Houston crowd was completely taken out of the game. Yeah, I mean, they were absolutely deflated. Their team hadn't produced anything on offense. Down thirteen zip. The Bills kick off to start the second half. The Texans go three and out. Well, hold on, hold on. The Bills kick off and the ref calls a touchdown. Wild play. If that had stood, that would have that would have been game. That would have been twenty points. What was that yeah, like in the stadium? I want to know what it's like in well, the stadium. So Cassie, the thing, the crazy thing about that play in the stadium, half the people weren't back, in, we're back in the seats yet. I wasn't. I wasn't. I had just gotten back from the pisser. I watched that play. To be honest with you, on a TV, in the um, you know, in the uh, in the circular or whatever it's called, you know, in the uh, yeah, the rotunda, know, yeah. The rotunda. I mean, that's what was crazy is that, you know, it's probably 65%, 7% of the audience, you know, wasn't back in their seats yet. And then we, of course, you know, Bill's Mafia starts celebrating in the rotunda. Right. Thinking we just went up 20 to nothing. 
game. So, you know, a really disappointing game um, overall. You know, we I think we all thought this was going to be the season to break the uh, 1995 playoff drought. But if we wanted to end this on a positive note, and that's well, I'll end my segment at least, which is we went to the playoffs as a legitimately good team. We, as a wild card opponent, took the team into overtime and had plenty of chances to win. We go into the offseason with more cap availability than any of the other 11 playoff teams. Yep. And we have a young nucleus that should set us up for success for the future years. So terrible, disappointing, brutal, gut-wrenching loss. But for all of us in Bill's nation, we should feel proud of the team this year and proud of how we've positioned ourselves for success in the years to come. Love everything about that, Jeff. My melt is in full effect. 100% agree. We weren't winning the Super Bowl this year. And if it's any consolation, at halftime, the Tennessee Titans are up 14-13 to on the road in New England. And the one thing I'm going to say, Jeff, is you got a lot of players out there that are heartbroken. Yes. At what just happened. And hungry. We love that. And they're hungry. Hungry like the wolf. And I tell you what, we got about nine months to blame Suchi for everything that took place today. And for that, I'm grateful as well. Reasonable. Reasonable. Uh, but, Jeff, I just want to give you uh, one opportunity to say uh, a goodbye to the podcast as the way it has always been. And that is with Lars here. So if you got if you got 30 seconds to give Lars a little bit of a tribute. Oh, wow. The uh, the I'm man of the hour. Why would you do that? Uh, to to just just give a moment to say, hey, this podcast, this team, this 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 family, it's what it's all about, right? And so uh, it's been a special it's been a special run that we've all had, and it will not be the same. It will continue, and it'll be different, and it will grow, and it will become better than it ever was before. Just like this Bills team, but uh, you know, it's the end of an era. And uh, it's going to be awesome. But, hey, Jeff, what are you going to say? No, hey, I mean, you said a few things there well. And uh, Lars is really the is the voice of the Bills and Beers podcast, the voice of Bills Mafia, the voice of Bills Nation. He's moving to Philadelphia. Um, we're going to miss him greatly, obviously, in Chicago. I'm not there myself. But the Bills has always been about family. It always has been. It's the city of neighbors. We're a team of family. That's what this whole thing is about. You never saw it more on display than what I saw in Houston this weekend. And Lars and what he represents for the Bills and Beers podcast is the epitome of that. And, you know, having him head out to Philadelphia, equally devastating as the loss today. But we know that it just marks another new era in Bills Nation, one of which we hope that is um, – has an exclamation park with a, with a Super Bowl victory in which we know that Bill Nichols, Jeff Day, Sujit, Taffy, and Lars will all be together on that special 100%. day to celebrate it, baby. We know that. That's right, baby. We'll leave it at that. That's that's 100% true, by the way. If, we, if this Bill's team is in the Super Bowl, we're all coming together. We're all there. Yeah. Love you, Lars. We're going to miss you, buddy. Hey, love that about you. Hey, uh, mind meld full in effect. I think we agree on just about everything. Like I said... Go and be a great uncle that Bradley needs you, okay? We certainly will. And until next year. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Bills. Bills. 
Well, we're coming up on the end of the episode, which means it's the wild card portion of today's episode. It's the wild card! This is Bills and Beers. We talk about the Buffalo Bills. We do so drinking beer. For the most part, today we are just pounding blue lights. Uh, I switched it up to the Three Floyds. The Three Floyds. Middle finger, which we talked about. It's good. I like it. Uh, I'm hoping we get a server here so I can order one more call it a night uh Cass coming to you what did you uh what was your premium beer of choice today same thing did a lot of uh blue light and then I did some light you know Lincoln Station beer I, I it's not worth talking about let's go Suge uh we- I tell you what my brown ass did that's right I've been drinking since Mexico I'm literally not that drunk I'm sorry Miss Day I'm sorry my girl I'm gonna tell you I want to give Miss Day a hug I've done bad things and I've hurt her ears, and I'm sorry. But, okay, so on the flight from Cancun, Mexico, which is where I came from, which is where I tried to leave a day early, and my wife cried, my child cried, and I couldn't leave. But then the day, the game was on, all that. They had the Elysium Space Dust, which happens to be a solid, like, 8-plus percent alcohol beer. And my wife doesn't know that, so that's cool. And uh, so I took a little bit of a sip each, 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 each drive. That's what I did. That's how I did it, Cass. I gave one sip each drive, and we were doing so great. So the Elysium Space Dust, and then all hell broke loose once my beer was gone, as it should, because that is what a superstitious person does. Uh, but uh, then I got here. I finally got here. After everything fell apart. And what did you do? A brown person can't, can't, can you just answer Bill's phone call? Hold up. Hold on. We got it. We can got you it. you answer Bill's phone call? Yeah. Okay. So a brown person can't use their cell phone when they're going through immigration. It, and really nobody can, but especially I can't. Uh, and uh, so then the uh, so so we got through there, and then literally by the time I got through immigration, it was a completely disaster. It was a complete disaster, and uh, so then I blamed it all on myself, of course, because it's like oh, as soon as you st- landed, as soon as all the stuff, it's all you. But then I got into the car, I got into the cab, I ditched my family. I'm not ashamed, and everything started to turn around again. When I was just spending my time with me and the bills, it all got back together. And then I walked into this bar at the start of overtime. And my first thing I did was just to chug a Labatt Blue. From the beginning, I downed that bitch. It was a a blue light. Listen, Lars, why you got to qualify shit? Because okay. you're chugging a blue versus a blue light. That's the song. That's, all right, that's fine. Something. But I chugged all of it, and then it was a good game, and it was fun, and it was amazing. But ever since then, we have been uh, drinking, I have been drinking, the Take It to 11. It's called the Take It to 11 beer. It's a double IPA from Bell's. It is 11%, and I don't care. And so... Um, we're trying to get Bill Nichols on the line right now. Uh, but uh, it's an 11% beer. It's taken to the 11th. And what I'm telling you guys is that this is what we do. This Bills team takes it to the 11th. Yeah. There it's not. And, yeah, did it sound silent for a while? That's because nobody else was on the podcast for a little while. Okay? 
and but we took this to the eleventh. When when regulation wasn't enough, we took this to the eleventh. And, and joining us now, uh, all the way from Bruce City, USA, Buffalo Bill Nichols is here. Yeah, didn't 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 take that as an opportunity to. Wow. There oh, there he is. Okay, okay, all right. Oh, I'll, Billy! I was just putting my, I was putting my son son to sleep, aka laying at the bottom of his bed, curled up in a ball, uh, until he fell asleep so that I can leave his room, which is wow. Uh, part, which is part of the commitment. So, so, uh, so, so, Jeet's gonna get us going on the wild card. Bill, we want you to participate. Little wild card. card. Yeah. Wild card. So, you want that wild card, baby? Suge, get us going. All right. Here's the thing. Wild card today? Fuck you, wild card. Fuck yeah, all fuck of you. you, wild card. Because Everything. you know what? Today's about us. Today's about Bills Mafia. Today's about the Buffalo Bills fan experience. And today's not going to be able to like, oh, well, you know, the Bills did this funny thing. And when have you done something similar in your stupid ass fucking life? Fuck that. <laughs> you know what? Today's about Bill. What do you want to tell me about your experience with the Buffalo Bills? What do you want to tell me about your experience with the Bills and Beers crew? What do you want to tell me about Lars and Cassie and Suge and Jeff? What do you want to tell me about growing as a family together, raising children, bringing people into the world, and and, and getting married and, 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 and everything that is special about the human experience that we have experienced through the Buffalo Bills? Bill, the floor is fucking yours, man. Wow. Talk about what you want to talk about. Wow. I mean, it sucks, man. I'll tell you that much. I just like, I mean, the feeling of just waking up right now was the very feeling that I had of the ending of the game and as a Bills fan in general. It's just like, fuck. Wait, what just happened? I'll go. So the question yeah. was, what like what what is this Bills team and everything everybody mean to me? And I, I guess it would just be that like, so I'll I'll take it all the way back to fall of 2005 wow. when when I met Jeff and found out that he's from Buffalo, and I at the time was hanging out with his buddy, his roommate who was from Rochester. Yeah. And I did. T-Pat. Who the fuck was that no, guy? No, it's actually, it actually T-Pat's son in the fraternity, uh, Chris Raypack. Oh, okay. Raypack. That's who that guy And, was. like, so I'd, I'd never watched Bill's games with any of these guys before, but I met Jeff, and we were like, oh, you're a Bill's fan? And we didn't really know each other. We had mutual friends. We liked each other. We'd gone through three years of college with, ne- with like, never gracing each other's presence, which is actually pretty phenomenal in a school as small as Bucknell. But we're like, okay, yeah. And it was never debated. It was never discussed. We just got together and watched Bills games. It was like, oh, you're a Bills fan? Yeah, me too. Okay, well, well where are you going to be Sunday? Well, where are you going to be Sunday? Well, come on over to my place. Okay, that's fine. And that was that. And... That continued the following year here in Chicago, and it has continued through marriages, kids. Where are the Bills? I don't know. Who's Sujit? I don't care. Well, who's this Cassie person? I don't know. She seems cool. All right, well, where are the Bills playing? All right, well, we'll be there. Yeah, of course we will. There's no question about it. Who's Bill? I don't know. He's from Buffalo. Okay, great. Well, he'll be there too. 
And to me, that's kind of like what it is. You talk about like you know, the family, like like bills kind of transcend everything. Like that's what it is. Like yeah, there's 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 no second guessing it. It's where are the bills? Where are you? Great. That's where we shall be, because wherever the bills are, doesn't matter if they're good, bad, competing for a playoff, or driving all the way to the bottom so they can get the first goddamn overall pick. Wherever the bills are, that's where we shall be. And I and I love the fact that this podcast is an extension of that for our listeners. And that's why I'm really excited to keep it going. And it will be keeping going. Because here I was, stuck in fucking Mexico. Oh, Mexico. So let, yeah. me, let, let me interject. So... I'm moving to Philadelphia. I have a mover window from the 11th through the 15th for when the movers are going to drop off all my shit in Philadelphia. <laughs> I, oh, I, you have, know what I just thought of? I have a contingency plan if the Bills were in the division round. Like there, there, was a, there was a chance that they were going to want to drop off my stuff while the Bills were playing, and I had a plan for that. And I'm ashamed that I didn't. Because, okay. Well, well, we're not... I, Look, the, most of this podcast, if we had a one today, was going to be dedicated to roasting you. We haven't. We're not going to. The point is, wherever the bills are, I shall be there. And I know that you will be, too. And well, that's and, why and, we will. And ultimately, that's the reason why your guys' entire fucking week was spent on, hey, what are the ways that we can break the Internet and use VPN access and different random shit so that I can watch the game no matter what is happening? And ultimately, God bless you, United. I was able to watch the, the pregame. I was able to watch the whole thing on United's Direct TV. And United, so help me, Jesus, you should give us some goddamn love. But it's not going to happen. But the point is, is that while I was there in Mexico, Lars, rocked out my Bills jersey. Sorry, my Bills shirt. Um, and I got, I got a couple shout-outs, but two days ago, I saw a guy in a Josh Allen jersey, right? Or a Josh Allen tank top. You know, nice. Right? And then Where, in Mexico? In Cancun, at the resort I was staying at. No way. Yeah. And That's so awesome. I was like, I, I shouted, hey, hey, hey. He didn't respond. Um, oh. And so I was like, that was kind of weird. Maybe he didn't hear me. There was like, you know, like, there was like, ding, 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 ding. Like Did he, was he the, like, selling? Was he selling puka shells? So this puka other random guy stops buying. me. This other random guy stops <laughs> me, and he's like, "Hey, nice. stop! Like your fucking hat, bro." And I was wearing my Bills hat. And he's like, "That's the fucking hat." He's and I was like, "Yeah, you, what are you gonna do for the game?" And he's like, "Oh, I told him about the sports bar down the street from our resort in Mexico." And in Cancun, and I was like, "This has got 15 screens. They're all about it." And he's like, "Yeah." And he's like, "I already confirmed that like they're going to be playing it on the TV in our in our hotel." And so I, in, in that way, I met Jordan and Emily from uh, Fairport, New York. Which, by the way, Fairport, New York is where else is also where Rebecca. Fuck Rebecca. Fuck Rebecca. Right. That's where Rebecca was from, and that's what I told her. I was like, "Oh, you know, the last person I met from Fairport was this turned out to be a fairweather fan, Rebecca, that brought Pat's fucking fans." All right, we don't. Have, we, we no, heard, no, I'm not going there. Yeah, thank but you. You know what? You know what Jordan said to me? He's like, "That fucking bitch." Wow. He's like, "I'm so fucking tired of fucking casual Bills fans," and so that's ultimately what it comes down to. Is like, 
here I am in Mexico and our family lives deep, guys. Yeah. Our family yeah. randomly exists. My wife saw the guy in the in the Allen jersey, in the Allen tank top and was like, "Oh, uh, yeah, I know you're going to want to go talk to them." I thought yes. he was that guy. I th- when I, when this guy stopped me and was like, "I oh, like the shirt." I thought it was a guy. It wasn't. He later Jordan later told me he's like, "I walked up to this guy in the Allen tank top and I was like, "Hey, dude, you know, hey, go Bills. What are you going to do for Sunday?" And the guy was like, uh, or Saturday. He's like, uh, what are you talking about? What? So not a real Bills fan. Well, wearing a Josh Allen but tank top. But wearing a Josh Allen tank top. That's the point. There's bullshit Bills Mafia, and then there's Bills and Beers yeah. Bills Mafia. And we are Bills and Beers Mafia. Jay, Lars, Cassie, Bill, Jeff, and all the other guys that are here at Lincoln Station that show up even when we are fucking 3-11. and 11. Yeah, and there there have been some of those, right? And and that's where we have to turn over and thank Lincoln Station. Yeah, before for, we- for showing up and giving us a table, texting us saying where are you guys at, what are you gonna do, knowing they would take care of us, and they did. Yeah, they always do here. If you're in Chicago, come to Lincoln Station. They will take care of you. They love the Bills fans. Yes. And, so, and please don't text me the day of the game on Facebook. Like, look where, it up two days ahead. It's also in the about section of the Facebook page that you are me- that you about, are messaging. About whatever. So the oh fucking bills. We are gonna. We're the future. Look at the AFC East. Who's the future? Yeah. It's not the Dolphins. Yeah. No. It's not no. the Jets. No. It's not the Patriots. No. This is our fucking house. This is our fucking bar. This is our fucking team. Most of the Bills fans have since left, and everybody who remains is. I don't give a fuck. I did the same thing in Bitter Pops. Because the only person that hasn't left is the owner of Lincoln Station, Ben. And this is our spot. This is where we belong. This is where the Bills belong. And this is 2020 moving forward. Go, Bills Mafia. Go Josh Allen, go the process, go McBean. Let's fucking take the next decade. Love it. So I will uh, add on to that to say. Bill's still on the line, by the way. Yeah, I know. Bill's still here. That living where we live, and I live like really close to Wrigley, I see a lot of people wearing gear that's royal blue and red. And it's 95% of the time Cubs gear. But I always look. Oh, oh, I, I, yes. str- I strain my head and be like, is that a Cubs hat? Oh, it's a Cubs hat. Is that a Cubs? Oh, fucking yeah, it's a Bills hat. And then I honk my horn. I shout, hey, go Bills. Like, I go nuts. Yeah, yeah. And it I ha- am right there with you. And I, and, and we live it, in the same neighborhood. I, was, I am 100% there with you. I was, we, then I do that in Mexico. We were, we were in the Christmas village at Wrigley. I had Henrik. I was carrying him. Guy was wearing a Bills hat, and I was like, "Go Bills!" And that guy was like, "Go Bills!" We did a high five, and Henrik was like, "Oh shit, I missed my chance!" And like, yeah. you know, I kept walking, and then he just yelled, "Go Bills!" And I was like, "Yeah, that's right, boy. Yeah, that's yeah. right." You know yeah. what? He gets it, but like, he did miss his chance. But this, this is—he wh- didn't miss his chance exactly, he because knows- it is next it's year. Right. Like, we are not fucking like. 
2017 Bills was like we like we all know we got in there because of Dalton yeah. and we, like we that was all our own dick we, we did. This is not a happenstance. This is a changing of the guard. Go Bills. This is the premonition of the Bills becoming the future of the NFC or AFC East. Go Bills. This is it. This is legitimately it. So and when you see that Bills hat, you say, Go Bills. And the person wearing that hat will say, Go Bills. And I'm going to teach my kid that whenever he says I love you, he follows it up with, Go Bills. Hey. That's right. That's right. And you know what? It's it's here to stay. It's, and it's going to be good. It's going to be good. Um, and I, again, I would have loved to have moved my family to Buffalo. Didn't work out. But I love being in Philadelphia. And now I'm going to be where there's people wearing 76ers gear. And I'm going to be like, oh, is that blue, red, white? Ah, fuck, it's the 76ers. Oh, is that blue, red, white? Ah, shit, it's the 76ers. How much time is left in your battery, Lars? But when I see that Bills logo, you better believe, baby, they're getting a hearty go Bills. Bill up there in Buffalo City, New, like Brew City, Brew City, Milwaukee, Milwaukee. Is he still on the line? He is. Yeah, yeah, of course I am. You better be teaching both yeah. your kids. Yeah, you got two boys, baby. Red, white, and blue, bitches. I just want—I just want to give a one last point to say thank you, Lars, for for this. Oh yeah. <laughs> My thank pleasure, you for man. this. Yeah. Thank you for this. Like, thank you for. Everything that Bills and Beers has become. Thank you for the Twitter face that has like kept us alive. Thank you for having all the analytics that we all never. We're just a bunch of fucking drunk ass Bills fans, right? Like, thank you for all that. But but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, right? Because it's now it's the time to just take a moment to say thank you, Lars, for being the voice yeah, of the you. Bills and Beers. Th- thank you for. And it's always like. Oh, you've got a podcast? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, it's pretty much just like a bunch of us, like, you know, you know, like Bills fans. And then, like, one of my buddies is, like, really good. And he just makes he makes us sound good. Yep. His name's Lars. <laughs> it is my so. pleasure. And, again, to all those listening, when a guy comes up to me in a bar and gives me a hug and says, I listen every week, go, go Bills and good luck in Philadelphia. Like, yes, you made me cry when you said that because that's why we do this it's for you it's not for those moments it's so that you can enjoy the bills the way we enjoy the bills and can take it home with you because we have an ability and the wherewithal and the motivation to articulate the fan experience in a way that we think people enjoy and we're so grateful that they do thank you Suge it's nice nice to get some recognition but I, I, I wouldn't do this if it wasn't for the fans and they're the ones who deserve all of our praise yes. all of our gratitude and yeah we'll be back we're not going anywhere i was this. gonna say there's one thing is to keep us going at the bills of 2020 yeah, the, yeah for sure with the way this team is heading we're not going fucking anywhere so until until free agency period begins go bills the bills make me wanna majesty's a pretty nice girl but she doesn't have a lot to say She's a pretty nice girl, but she changes from day to day I want to tell her that I love her a lot, but I gotta get a belly full of wine My majesty's a pretty nice girl, someday I'm gonna make her mine, oh yeah 
Someday I'm gonna make a mine 